Two guys. Two topics. Two, two, two. two opinions. Two. Utah, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Bunker the drive, gets inside, leans in, knocked away and stolen by Holiday. Phoenix has to foul. Drew Holiday gets into the pitcher, comes up with the strip, turning the basketball over and then off to the races. Could have held it out, instead made the right read, throws it up where only Giannis can catch it, finishes it with the contact. Bad decision to foul because this would make it a four-point game with 13.5 remaining. We're going to go to Greg Moore with the Arizona Republic. Thanks, fellas. Uh, this is obviously a really tough loss. Devin, how frustrated are you uh, for Chris right now? Next next question, please. <laughs> that, you know, I don't know if that was a real terrific question. How bad do you feel for Chris? Uh, wasn't that bad a question? I mean, you know. Okay, let's 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 say that. Uh, wow, how, how can I come up with an analogy that's not not quite so gruesome? Gruesome. Um, <laughs> let let's say that you and I were were um, somehow uh, injured, and uh, in a in a you know uh, in well, that's a fairly a little, that's a little more serious high profile way and you and I are sitting next to each other in the hospital infirmary and they let in the press to to ask questions about it and you being you know more important than me if they asked me a question like hey um how do you feel about what happened to gordon <laughs> you get what i'm saying well, first of all, that's a lot more serious than this. I know. I was trying to think of an example less gruesome, but I think you get the point. Especially if you had caused Gordon's injury like Devin Booker's turnover caused <laughs> Chris Paul's pain. Yeah. Actually, I think it's kind of funny. The question. Uh, Devin Booker, a uh, little upset there. But, I, I mean, are, are, your, uh, are, you, are your feelings hurt for Chris? <laughs> Because he sucked what, it up. What a ridiculous question. How disappointed are you? For Chris. For Chris. <laughs> uh, so, anywho, the Bucks win 123 to 119. Uh, they, they did not play terrific in the first quarter, Gordon, but scored 43 points in the second quarter and uh, outscored the Suns by seven in the third and uh, were able to uh, hold on for the victory. Now they go home and can close it out in game number six. Uh, where would you like to start? Uh, well, let's uh, let's review Chris's pain. <laughs> okay, should we? Sure. Because that what a huge play that was by uh, Drew Holiday, and you've been singing his praises and rightfully so, Jake. Uh, and you said something off the air, and I'm I'm gonna let you say it on the air about the importance of the two way player and and. Go ahead. You, you give your thought on that because you've been preaching it all along, and I couldn't agree with you more. They're just so valuable, Gordon, and and I hope that that becomes a trend in the NBA. 
and maybe it, it didn't start with Drew Holiday, but but Drew Holiday being a guy that it, that was worth that play alone was worth the trade. <laughs> and and, and they gave up a considerable amount. It wasn't they like did. he was free. But he made that play at that time. But anyway, let's let's talk about Drew's twenty seven points and thirteen assists. I mean, he was he was terrific on offense. And he can go out and guard Chris Paul and and I don't want to you know we have plenty of Chris Paul to talk about, but I so I don't want to say take him out of the series, but certainly make a difference against a difference maker. And then he goes over and does uh, similar work on, on Devin Booker on spot duty. I mean, he's just how useful is he on that end of the floor? And then if he can be so good on the offensive end too, those, those players are so, so important. The fact that he had the wherewithal offensively, Gordon, to throw that lob in the first place to be able to have the offensive uh, you know, point guard mentality to, to diagnose exactly what was going on. Chris Paul made multiple mistakes on that play, and we can get into that, but for him to be smart enough to realize that, do you, have, you, have you seen the close-up of the play and watch Drew Holiday's eyes? Have you seen that? Uh, Where, I did notice his eyes. So he's, he's going down, and you see him the, the, hey, hey, like, the rim is open, Giannis. Like, like the oh, glance, yeah, yeah, the yeah, glance at the that. rim. You see his and eyes I, where he's he's signaling to yeah. Giannis. He's and I saw, and Giannis also open. pointed at the rim. They they connected, yeah. and then you see him look away to not sell the play, and and Chris Paul frozen in the middle. Yeah, and uh, to to be able to make that play was really magnificent on his end. Let alone the steal, and his value is just. I mean, I think the value of the two-way guy, I think these guys truly are the key to championship teams. I really do. You, you know, let's review what you said there, Jake, because Drew Holiday makes a huge play, a huge play. And then he has the presence of mind to do all the things that you just said. And that shot, that, that pass was harder than a shot. Yeah, he put to, it right on the money. To point it Great right point. where it had to be. Great point. That's tougher than a shot. And yet he had the presence of mind. He had the he had the composure after he made a great play, not to celebrate the great play, but to complete it with a fantastic pass and then Giannis doing what he did. That, that was fantastic. Now, now uh, explain more. I, I find what you said about the two-way player really, really interesting and important. And... I, I I hope this does become a trend, Jake. Well, let me let me just focus here locally. All right, yeah. Donovan Mitchell. I I believe, and I haven't been shy about this opinion. I believe that that he has a lot of room for growth defensively. There's some things working against him. He's not the tallest guy in the world. I got it, but he's long. He's got, he's got a good and, reach, and I think he has potential to deliver more on that end of the floor. And I'm so I'm hoping a guy like Donovan Mitchell. Looks at that, and, and and if we if he truly believes what he says, and we have no reason to doubt him, of course, that the championship is what he needs to do. I hope he watches exactly what Drew Holiday is doing in this, uh, you know, in this series. Point to Kawhi Leonard a couple of years ago. I mean, there are other examples certainly, but if 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 he truly wants to win a championship, this is what he needs to do to his game. And and it's not just Donovan Mitchell. You know, we remember the Jabari Parker, I don't get played or right. paid to play mm-hmm. defense. You know, I hope it becomes a mentality of something that is appreciated financially in the NBA because that's how that's how it's realized, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's that's what tells guys like, 
and, and maybe I'm done picking on Donovan, but let's pick on Damian Lillard for a minute. You know, if you truly want to bring a championship to your team, this is what is missing out of your game. This is the impact that that truly pushes superstars over the top. Look is at the this greats. part of it. Look right. at the greats. Uh, let's start with the guys at the top, Michael Jordan and LeBron James. Yep. Both of them are two-way players. Sprinkle in Kobe Bryant, two-way guy. Sure. Yeah. So um, I hope that becomes a trend. I hope that, that, that this series maybe amplifies that again. I don't think it, start, it started with Drew Holiday, but it's had a huge impact on this series that he's a, he's a force on both ends of the floor, and he needs to be more consistent offensively. But, I mean, look at that game. Goes on into the yeah. Phoenix and has that kind of performance. That was one of those moments. We remember big shots. I mean, we do. But I will not forget that play. Amazing play. It's one of those moments when you're watching on television, and it's almost like, uh, was it, it, who was it, Jack Buck, who said, I can't believe what I just saw when when, uh, Kirk Gibson hit that home run. That's what went through my mind. Did he just really do that? What a fantastic play at the perfect time. And then, like you said, he completed it with more greatness. So, and I give credit to Giannis, too, because he, I mean, he saw what he did, and it would have been easy to hesitate for a moment there. But no, it was attack, full mode aggression. And, you know, we can get into what Giannis uh, said to answer Sam Amick's question and about his, his, you know, outlook on life, which is which is really, really fascinating. I've, re- but, I've played that for three of my family yeah. members because I wanted them to see it. Pretty amazing. And yeah. if, if I wish every NBA player would watch that clip and hear that clip and adjust to that clip. You said this off the air, and I rarely hear stuff like this uh, from you, so it certainly was noteworthy, but uh, you said easy dude to root for. Yeah. Really easy guy to work for. Yes, yeah. indeed. Yep. I mean, really got it together. I and agree. then there have been other things that we've seen him do with fans and kids and just, uh, yeah, that, can, that, that, that's a very well-adjusted man well, based on what we know about him. So can I talk about Chris Paul for a second and then we'll bring it back around to sure. the, the point that you just said uh, right there. So Chris Paul on that play, I, I mean, I'm not a Chris Paul fan because of his antics and this just cemented that into my mind that the, how are you feeling about Chris? Well, you know what? I'm not disappointed that he lost the game. In that play, that play, the biggest play of his career, he made multiple basketball mistakes, and then he made a dirty play. And to bring it full circle to Giannis, Giannis had every right to land and then remove Chris Paul's head from his torso. <laughs> and, and, and he didn't do that. He didn't do that. He celebrated, and he moved on because he knew he had to get up and shoot a really, really big free throw, which, again, basketball mistake. Chris Paul had no business fouling there. He should have just let him have the alley-oop dunk because he picked the wrong guy to guard and he stayed in the middle too long. And then he committed a dirty, unnecessary foul in the biggest moment of his career. And that's that's a dirty play that anybody who has played any amount of basketball knows. You don't do that. You don't undercut guys. You do you not undercut do a guy. Uh, that That is cardinal rule number one. And he did it. Yep. Junior jazz guys know that. Yeah. I mean, you you don't do it and it it came down to and and hey, I know guys want to win, but when you <laughs> when you sacrifice morals for that effect, you know, maybe you need to readdress it a little bit. Just because you see the game 
slipping out of your hands and it means more to you in the world doesn't mean that you can start undercutting guys. I mean, if he were to been there, Austin and I were talking about this, if he would have gotten there a split second earlier, he could have ended Giannis's career. Yeah. I mean, and that's, I, I don't know. And, and, I, and, I and then reporters are asking Booker, how do you, how do you feel for Chris uh, in the postgame? They should be, I, I don't know. I don't feel bad for Chris Paul one bit. I, I think... That was that was extremely unfortunate, and I admire the way Giannis reacted to it because other you look back in the history of it, other NBA players haven't been so cool uh, yeah. headed when somebody tries to do that to them. Yep, and I agree. And I'm a Chris Paul, I, I an appreciator of how what a great game he has and what a great career he's had. But you're right, I couldn't disagree with anything you just said, Jake. So, right anyway, I've been cheering for Milwaukee throughout this thing, and I'm cheering more for them now. I, I hope they win. I, I'm telling you, everybody in my household, my, and I'm not a fan, I, I, but man, I, the Bucks right now with Giannis, they're hard to uh, – you just can't <laughs> juxtapose uh, what's happening with the Bucks and the way they comport themselves with the way you, what you see out of the Suns. And maybe it's because the Suns aren't used to this environment. I'm not sure how used to it the Bucks are. Uh, how long has it been since they won a championship in Milwaukee? 54 years or something like that, is it? But the Suns are acting like guys who have, who have never been there before, and including their veterans. So it's, it's kind of a, a, an interesting dichotomy that's happening here. And maybe we have some Suns fans within the sounds of our voices, Jake, and if, and if you are okay, but your team has some 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 things they need to straighten out, and we'll see what happens next. But let's play that let's play that bit from uh, Giannis. You want to play that coming up next? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's good. You, if you haven't heard this, you will be a fan of Giannis. Uh, I just I don't know how you can't be when you hear a perspective like his. It's it really in a modern sport in a time of 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 uh, professional sports where guys just get lost in the fame in the money in the in the in everything that surrounds them with all these people who want to sort of be hangers oners and who want to kiss these guys butts and want to build them up and and they get full of themselves they get fat headed listen to what Giannis says and i think it may uh, it may encourage you as a fan of sports. Hangers on, I think. Yeah. Does that sound right? Hangers on? Probably, yeah. Hanger oners seems a little redundant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know it's not right. Anyway. I think hangers on. Sam Amick, our good friend from The Athletic, senior NBA writer, joins us usually on Thursdays here on The Big Show, one of our absolute favorites. He's just terrific. Um, he asked the question that led to this answer from Giannis, and just – uh, the question is included, and just a little background, because Sam talked about this last week when he jumped on with us, and he wrote about it at The Athletic. He got kind of, was in the lobby happenstance with Giannis at the same, same time, and they kind of spent a half an hour together. So there, And, and he, he broke down his relationship with Giannis a little bit last week when he joined us, but, uh, you know, they're, they're friendly. And so <laughs> I think because of that, I think Giannis kind of, gets into it a little more. So credit to our guy, Sam, yeah. for, for establishing a relationship and, and kind of bringing this question out. So listen to Giannis's response and then listen to the quick comment at the end from Sam, which makes it that much better. I mean, you're 26 years old and, you know, I've covered plenty of players who 
didn't seem like they figured the ego part out until their thirties. I mean, who taught you about what it, why that's important and, and to handle it that way? I think, I think, I think, uh, I'll say life. Usually let me tell you this. Usually when, um, from my experience, right? Like when I think about like, oh yeah, I did this. I, you know, I'm so great. I had uh, 30, I had 25, 10 and 10 or whatever the case might be, because you're going to think about that. Oh, we want this and that. Usually the next day you're going to suck. Right. You know, uh, (laughs) simple as that. You like the next few days, you're going to be terrible. And uh, I figured out like a mindset to have that. Like when you focus on the past, that's your ego. I did this. You know, um, we were able to, you know, um, beat this team for all. We, we did. The, I did this in the past. I won that in the past. Mm-hmm. And when I focus in the future, is my pride. Like, yeah, next game, game five, I do this and this and this. Right. You know, I'm going down. That's your pride talking. Like, you, it doesn't happen. Like, you're right here. And um, I kind of like try to focus in the, you know, in the moment, in the present. And that's humility. That's being humble. That's not setting no expectation. That's going out there and enjoying the game, competing at a high level. And uh, I think I've had people throughout my life that helped me with that. But that's a skill that I've tried to like, kind of, um, um, how you say, kind of like perfect it. Master it. Uh, yeah, master it. And uh, it's been working so far. Yeah. So I'm, I'm not going to stop. You're doing okay. <laughs> You're doing all right. Um, I, I love that. What a perspective, you know, yeah. uh, live in the moment and how to live without ego. And, um, you, you talk about this quite a bit, Gordon, the, the kind of mindset or, or, or philosophical outlook on people who are uberly successful, not just in athletics, but, but other places as well. And, you know, we talk about Michael Jordan's pettiness and we talk about other, you know, we talked about parenting last week and, and these parents, you know, of Serena Williams' parents or, or Earl Woods or any of the, who was it, Anthony Munoz back in the day? No. Who am I thinking of? Yeah, are you thinking of Marinovich? Oh, that's who, exactly who I'm thinking of, Anthony Munoz. Uh, Marinovich. But uh, anyway, what a what a fascinating philosophy from somebody who is uh, incredible at uh, at what they do. And I don't know what a what a window into into Giannis. I, I thought that was so cool. You know, the humility in the present, where nothing has really been accomplished yet. <laughs> I wonder. You know, and he talked about that's your ego when you're thinking about the past, and it's your pride when you're thinking about the future. But right there in that sweet spot, and any sports psychologist you talk to will stress the importance of athletes in big moments staying in the present, not thinking about what the consequences will be with a made or missed shot, not thinking about the made or missed shot that happened 20 seconds ago, but thinking about what needs to be done right in this moment. And you know what's so interesting about this is it was illustrated in what we just talked about. Yeah, for sure. In that moment when both Drew Holiday and Giannis were directly in the moment doing what needed to be done in that particular moment. That is a secret to success. If I was going to talk to any young person, Jake, about how to be successful, not just in sports, but especially in sports, but in anything else too, it's are you in the present? Are you dialed into what's happening right now? Not thinking about past mistakes or past glory. Not thinking about, oh my gosh, what are the consequences? What might happen next? 
No, taking care of what you've been trained to do, what you've been work, what you've worked so hard to do, uh, is so much uh, to to uh, execute that right now. And that's you know I've told you the story about the fighter pilot uh, instructor a thousand times. I'm I won't bore you with it again. Uh, even though I do bore you again and again with other stories that I tell over and over. But you've got to be in the moment, and uh, that's what Giannis does, and good for him. Got to work on his free throws, though. I, uh, I just don't think that that is shared by many other NBA players. Hmm. I thought it was really insightful what he said about, uh, you know, like you pointed out, uh, looking to the past, that's ego, and looking to the future, that's pride. I don't think that that's the outlook of any other NBA player. <laughs> uh, I don't know I, because I think so. A lot of athletes are trained about staying in the present, but the word he used about staying in the present, that humility, man, that puts a smile on your face, doesn't it? But I mean, probably every NBA player thinks I'm going to go out and dominate. Or and how many NBA players out there point at their stats and say? This is who I am. Play me. Pay me. Yeah. That happens more frequently than people might guess. You mean all the time? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Stay tuned. That's the split story of the day brought to you by our friends at Sound Sleep Medical. Do you snore at night or are you currently using a CPAP machine to treat sleep apnea? Sound Sleep Medical can improve your life. Visit soundsleepmedical.com. More next on The Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.